And I really just want us to, I just want to encourage us to really remember that, um, I mean, even though we're not preaching messages about everyone reach one, just one campaign, um, it shouldn't be an event. Now we've done it, we've done the God test, we've done all the things that we were supposed to do, and then we park it, okay? It should be something that becomes a lifestyle, and remember, as much as the guys went out to the zoo park, that was like a practice for the whole church, um, we should focus on the people that God has already placed in our, in, in our circle of friends. So you don't have to look for someone at the zoo park if you know you're surrounded by unsaved friends, okay? And um, I know most of the people who were there for the other service, we, you all got a free God test. We still have God tests available, but this time they're on sale. <laughs> the first one was for free, but from now onwards, if you need one, you can buy one at the library. And just to, to, to let us, just to encourage those who, who didn't know about it, that it's really a good tool to use. Sometimes we don't know where to start when it comes to the gospel and, and sharing your faith, but it's all about just asking questions and listening. So this is a good tool. You memorize it. Um, unless you're a research type of person, you go out and you say, I'm just doing this research. I just want to, you know, have you ever been tested? just want to ask you some questions. I mean, I used to do that on campus. We had what we call the worldview survey, which is very much like this. And I just say, no, I'm just doing this survey with students. Just want to find out where you're at with matters of faith. And I ask them. But as you're asking, you start discussions. And eventually, you, you trust God for an open door to share the gospel. Yeah, so... Yeah, it's really a good tool. Anyway, this morning we're going to continue with a new series called The Highest Place of Honor. And it's really about honoring God. Uh, we're going to go through um, a number of things where we're just looking at our conduct as Christians. You know, the, the Word of God is living and active. So when we receive the Word, I mean, when we receive the Gospel, it comes to change us. So that we will be salt and light. And there's a, diff there's a specific taste that salt has. So even for us as born-again Christians, children of God, there's a taste that we must have that the world can taste. Even our fellow brothers and sisters can taste and say, surely the Lord is with this person. So looking at the highest place of honor, we're going to look at various topics. And it's really about honoring God with our lives in everything that we do. Today, we're going to start with honoring God with our mouth, okay? And then we're going to continue with honoring God with our time. Then we're going to look at things like honoring God with our work. Then we're going to look at things like honoring God in our relationships, yeah? Because the Word of God is so practical, it teaches us how to live the way God wants us to live. And before I go into the message and pray, I just want to read from 2 Timothy 2, verse 16, which says, All Scripture is God-breathed. Not some, not various, but all, from Genesis to Revelation. All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, isn't it? So this, as we go through this series, be prepared to be taught, 
Be prepared to be rebuked. Be prepared to be corrected. <laughs> be prepared to be trained in the ways of the Lord <laughs> in righteousness. Okay? So if there are things that are being said and they're making you uncomfortable and angry inside, it's good. Yeah? Because it means stuff is going to come out. The Lord is going to speak directly. And everybody is in a different place with the Lord, but the Lord is always teaching us and, 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 and encouraging us to get to that higher standard of His. Okay? So I just want to open up in prayer. Father, we want to thank you so much for your presence in this place. We want to thank you, Father God, for just the, the grace and the privilege to be able to be gathered together to worship you, to, to come together and, and, and learn from your word. And Holy Spirit, I just thank you that for every single person sitting here, you will bring the word that is needed in this season, that you will teach, you will encourage, you will exhort, that you will just do the work that you need to do in our lives, Father God. In Jesus' name, we thank you and we praise you for that. Amen. All right, so here we have in Psalm 141, verse 3. The psalmist writes, Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Okay? He says, set a guard. What does it mean to set a guard? It's like, help me be able to weigh what comes out of my mouth. Help me with, with the door of my mouth. You know, what we speak is so important. Words are very important. They're important to people, and they're very important to God. Yeah? Because we must remember that when God created, He spoke. He said, let there be, and whatever He spoke, it came into being. Yeah? And he, he is a God that honors His word. When the Lord speaks something, he will bring it to pass. Even though it doesn't always come the time we were expecting it to come. But the truth is, as it's written over and over, the word of the Lord will not return void. Okay? So when God speaks, it is so powerful, it is so important, we listen. And if he says something and it doesn't happen, what do we do? We end up distrusting him, isn't it? We end up saying, ah, what kind of God is this? Because he's not a God of his word. Who wants to serve somebody that says something today and says something else tomorrow? You know, even little kids, when you tell them something, you know, when we get to the car, I'll give you a sweetie. Yeah? So when they get to that car, they're expecting that sweet. And if you don't give it to them, they will cry and kick and scream and stuff. And if you decide not to give them that time, then they will be like, oh, okay. The next time you say, I'll give you a sweetie, they start thinking, yeah, my mom, my dad always says that, but we'll see. And if you do it a third time, they'll be like, they say one thing, but they do another. Yeah? You break trust. Yeah? And it's the same with people. We break trust. Yeah, just think about people who say something to you. Over and over, but they never do what they said they will do. Trust is broken. Yeah? 
So the Bible is, is so specific when it comes to words. It's saying we need to watch the words that we speak very carefully. The quality of the words, the way we say what we say, and when we say what we say is so important. It's really important. I mean, everything that we do in life is about communication. And how we communicate to each other is so important. So important to the person that's receiving and even important to God that is watching. Proverbs 13 verse 3 says, The one who guards his mouth preserves his life. The one who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. <laughs> if you talk a lot, chances are you'll get in trouble. Yeah? If there's always pressure for you, whenever there are groups, when there are people, there's always pressure for you to talk and talk. And just think about that one person that you know that talks a lot. Ne? Sometimes you're like, oh, this person's mouth is going to get them into trouble. Yeah. And this is what this proverb is saying. If you guard your mouth, <laughs> you, you will preserve your life. But when you open your lips wide, there's trouble there. Proverbs 21 verse 23 says, He who guards his mouth and his tongue Guards his soul from trouble. Yeah? Some, we don't always have to talk all the time. You know? Sometimes we just need to listen and weigh what we're going to say next. But it's very important to know that when we speak, God is listening to our words. And he, 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 he's look, listening not just to what we're saying, but the quality of what we're saying. Um, in Matthew 12, verse 26, the, the Word of God tells us that we will be judged for every empty word that we have spoken. Every empty word that we're speaking, we will be judged for. I mean, this brings a whole new thing to this, you know? Like... When you, when you have judgment in mind, you start thinking, let me just think before I speak. Because if I speak without weighing my words, I could be in danger here. This is the amount of weight God puts on our words. I tell you the truth, that everyone will have to give an account on that day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. Empty words, empty promises, words that we just use flippantly. God will judge us for that. So it, it really brings us to that place where we're like, okay, no, then we have to, to watch. I love um, this passage in Ecclesiastes. It's such a great passage um, because it, it, it brings out that weight a bit more. Ecclesiastes 5 verse 1. You know, when it comes to God, because a lot of the times we, we think, but what, what words is it really? It's words when we speak to God. It's words when we speak to others. It's words when we make promises. Just generally when we're speaking, our speech should reflect the God that we're serving. Yeah? It should reflect the God that we're serving. So here in Ecclesiastes 5 verse 1, it says, Guard your steps when you go to the house of God. Go near to listen. 
Go, go, go near to listen rather than to offer the sacrifice of fools who do not know that they do wrong. Okay? So guard your steps when you go to the house of God. Go near to listen. Okay? Let's continue. In the next slide. Do not be quick with your mouth. Do not be hasty in your heart to utter anything before God. God is in heaven and you are on earth. So let your words be few. Okay? This is a guideline of how we communicate. Even Jesus was talking to, the, uh, to, to when he was teaching people to pray. He said, you know, the Pharisees, they stand out in public places and they have these long prayers. And they think God hears them because of the length of their prayers. That is not the important thing. The important thing is relationship. And in that relationship, we watch how we speak. Because we're speaking to the God of the universe. And here, he's saying, don't be loose with the words that you use before God. Especially when it comes to making vows before God. Lord, this year, I'm going to increase my tithe. Not 10%, but 20%. The Lord is listening. Lord, this year, I'm going to set money aside to go on a mission in December. Yeah? When we, when we pray those prayers, God is listening. God, if you bless me with a child, I'm going to give this child over to you to serve you all the days of their lives. God is listening. God, if you bless me with a car, not only will it be my car, but I'm going to use it to transport people to church and back home. It's always going to be full of people for your kingdom. The Lord is listening. God, if you bless me with a house, I'm going to use it to host, you know, connect groups and any small church meetings that are needed. God is listening. Yeah? So he's saying we need to be careful when we make a vow to the Lord. Because God is listening and he's going to keep us accountable to that vow. Because sometimes we make promises to God and when things are going a bit differently, you know, I, I've set money aside for that mission, but now December, all my friends are going to Mauritius and, and, and the sum, yeah? The amount comes to that sum of money that we need to go to Mauritius. And I'm like, man, I also just want to enjoy that holiday. So he said, okay, Lord, next year. Ne? You understand that this was a very tough year for me. This year, I just want to, to just, now at the end of this year, I just want to kind of just go and relax and just refresh. But next year, Lord, I promise I'll go on a mission. And God is like, no. <laughs> you made a promise to me. Yeah? Because just think about it. How would you feel if God makes that promise to you? He says, next year, I'm going to bless you with a, with, with a house. And you're getting ready. He even gives you specifics. Next year, April. And you're getting ready and you're packing and you're, you're very excited. The house is coming. Come on, Lord. And then April the 20th, as the Lord said, nothing happens. In fact, your friend <laughs> gets the house. <laughs> and you're like, Lord, but that's my house. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then you wait and you wait and you're like, he didn't come through. 
You're not a God of your word. So because we do that with God, God does that with us as well. Why? Because we are created in the image and likeness of God. We reflect his glory when we keep our words. Yeah? Even our words have creative power when we speak according to the image and glory that God has created us in. So now, if people in the world can say whatever they want to say, today they say one thing, tomorrow they say they're promising you things and they're not doing it, we don't expect a lot from them if they don't know the Lord. But when it comes to Christians, it becomes a problem. Even the world knows if a Christian cannot keep their word, then there's something wrong with their religion. Yeah? Then they're not really serving the Lord. <laughs> so we need to be careful. First of all, when we make promises to God, because He is the highest being, highest authority, we walk in fear, reverent fear of this God that we're serving. It's not just a Yes, God, I'm going to do this, and then I change my mind, and then I do. No, the Lord will keep us accountable for the promises that we made. Let's continue with that scripture. Verse 3, as a dream comes when there are many cares, so the speech of a fool when there are many words. <laughs> Isn't that brilliant? You know when you've got so many problems that every time when you go to bed, you're dreaming, it's just nightmares. You know, you're being choked in your sleep. You, 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 you can't sleep properly. Yeah? Because you're faced with all these troubles. So you're having all these nightmares. And it's saying it is the same. So the speech of a fool when there are many words. If there are many words. <laughs> yeah? It is the speech of a fool and it is the same as when somebody has many cares and they're having all these many dreams that are related to these cares that they have. Let's continue. When you make a vow to God, do not delay to fulfill it. He has no pleasure in fools. Oh, it says fools so many times in this scripture. Eh? Fulfill your vow. It is better not to make a vow than to make one and not fulfill it. Do not let your mouth lead you into sin. It is better not to promise anything. It is better. Not to make a vow. Then to make a vow and not fulfill it. You know? It is better not to pledge than to pledge and not fulfill your pledge. Yeah? It is better not to sign up than to sign up and not come. Yeah? You know that skip a meal, um, <laughs> you know, prayer? camp and all that. I mean, we're going to go into the details a bit more now. Yeah? But it's just better not to say something no? than to say it and not do it. It's so important. Rather than say it. Okay? Uh, you know... <laughs> Sometimes it's so difficult, especially with people of faith, you know, because we're saying, no, I can, I can do something in faith and trusting that God will come through. Yeah? So I'm just going to sign my name and by faith, 
it's going to happen, which is a great act. Yeah? But when it doesn't happen, it's important to communicate né? and say, you know, I really thought this was going to happen, but it didn't come through, so please just remove my name. Now, that's godly conduct. So I want to look at specific things, especially when it comes to making promises to people. This is a big one. Do you know that our mouths can destroy our relationships? Yeah? So it is really important that when we speak, we are speaking truly what we, what we are experiencing and where we are at. We, can, we cannot just be saying things for the sake of saying to please people if what we are saying is not true. Okay? And so when it comes to promising people, especially with things like meetings, yeah, if you are coming to a meeting and you are late, It's important to communicate before the time that, listen, I'm going to be five minutes late. Yeah? Don't say, I'm in a cab almost there when you're leaving your house to get into the taxi. <laughs> now there are people who do that, even Christians. Yeah? I'm almost there. And almost there means I'm just leaving my house to take a taxi. And then the person is waiting for you 30, 45 minutes later you're still not there. And you said, I'm almost there. Okay? And as much as sometimes we want to say things to calm people down, we shouldn't, <laughs> we shouldn't border now between lying and, you know, just to soothe people. We need to be honest. Listen, I'm really running very late. It's going to take me about 30 minutes to get there because I just left my house. Can we reschedule? Is there something you can do for 30 minutes before I get there because I'm really late? Yeah? I mean, we're going to speak about honoring God with our time. That's a different message. But communicating the truth is very, very important. Yeah. When, when we ask people to sign up for events in the church, and I, and I, and I want to start with the church, because if we cannot fear God in the church, we shouldn't be surprised that people in the world are not fearing their bosses. They're not fearing anyone. Because the church is a prophetic picture of what's happening in the world. It is. So if people of God are not afraid to lie about the things of God, how can we expect something different in the world? How? Then we're surprised that people are corrupt. We're surprised that people are lying to, to their bosses' faces. They say they did something when they didn't. We're surprised that all these things are happening. But to see what's happening in the, in the nation, we just need to look at the state of the church. Because every Sunday, there are lots of people going to church to hear the word of God. The God that is most feared. And if we cannot live out the word of God in reverence to this God that is more, most feared, starting in his house, how can we expect it out there? Okay. So in the church, if you're signing up for an event and you put your name down, please come. It is not a faith goal. Yeah? It is a commitment. I'm making a commitment that come Discover EN next weekend, I'm going to be there. Come Victory Encounter, I'm going to be there. It's not a thing of, okay, I'm signing, but I'll see how it goes. 
If something else that's more valuable to me or that seems more important, I'm just going to cancel this event. It's bad character. It's really poor character. We cannot have 20 people signing up for stuff and five come. And all the 15, there was an emergency. (laughs) That was not even communicated. Yeah? We we need to start in the house of the Lord now. Today, we're going to talk real stuff about ourselves. (laughs) Yeah? If something comes up, it is important to communicate. And say, listen... Call, send an SMS. I was supposed to be there this morning, but unfortunately I can't because of A, B, C, D. If you are serving on Sunday, your name is on the list as a team leader or part of a group to serve. You can't just be like, ah, today I don't feel like it. And this is the thing. A lot in Namibia, when people don't want to do stuff, they just, it's just the silent there's just silence. There's no communication. You rock up there, and the person is not there. And then you call, and the phone is off. <laughs> Don't switch your phone off. <laughs> yeah. Communicate. Communicate. Let's really raise the, the standard. If we raise the bar here in church, we're setting a standard for the world. But if we don't raise the bar in church, then we're setting a very low standard for the world. Let us be people that say what we mean and mean what we say. Yeah? And if we're part of a team, we, we, we keep our team together. So we're always communicating. What about when it comes to money? Promising people money or lending, borrowing, uh, rather borrowing money from people. Yeah? If you borrow money from someone, and you say, I will give it to you end of the month. Come end of the month, please give the money back. <laughs> Amen. If you cannot give the money end of the month, you thought you were going to be able to, but something came up. Don't avoid the person. Instead of coming to the 8.30 service, now you're coming to the 10 o'clock service. <laughs> Because you know that person comes to the 8.30 service, isn't it? Huh? Or you're walking and then you see the person and all of a sudden you need to go in the different direction. You are just quiet. <laughs> Communicate to the person. Pick up the phone, call the person. Can I meet with you for coffee? Remember, I was supposed to. <laughs> okay, maybe not coffee. <laughs> maybe not coffee because you don't have money. <laughs> Come to my house. Can I meet with you after church? On Sunday, after our service. I just need to talk to you. No? Then you say, my friend, remember the 1000 you gave me last time? I really thought I was going to be able to pay it back this month, but... Unfortunately, I can't because something just happened in the family and I need to use that money. And I just wanted to ask you if it's fine for me to buy more time. That's it. Hmm? But now 
we are here try, trying so hard to hide ourselves from that person. We're having sleepless nights saying, oh my goodness, if that person sees me. You're driving a new route, you're doing all this stuff just to avoid the person when you could have just have said something. No? These are practical things. Yeah? But you know, it, the way we handle money, you know, that's why we said in, 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 in Connects we have this rule where we, we try and ask people not to borrow money from each other. Yeah? Because we know that this thing can mess up people's relationships. It can get really, really sour. Because you said you're going to give me and you don't have the money and the person come to connect and today you didn't bring the money and they're looking at you with this face thinking, when are you bringing me? They're not even listening to the, <laughs> to the teaching because they're just thinking and saying, this brother, how can they be so comfortable here at the connect? <laughs> even bringing snacks to the connect when they owe me money. <laughs> so we really need to be careful. And I mean, there are a lot of other examples. Um, if you promise somebody, because sometimes we say, if you owe somebody money, no? yeah? But also if you promise somebody money, yeah? If you promise, you know, I'm getting a bonus and I want to give you this amount, maybe it's to a campus missionary or somebody. If you promise to do something, please keep your promise. Let's keep our promises, you know? Let's not now look and think, oh, this is a lot of money now that I need to give. Ooh, I didn't know that it was going to be this big. You know, let me cut it in half or something. No. no. The Word of God says if you, if you promise someone something, even if it hurts you, keep your promise. Rather do it. No. Because you honor God by doing that. God sees that heart. And He's going to honor you back. Truly. So we need to watch in our relationships when it comes to these things. And I mean, there are many other examples that you guys can think about where you just know. And, 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 and you look, you, when things go wrong in this area, you just, it just starts reflecting on the person's character. You're just like, ah, that person, I'll never trust them again. Because mm -mm, this is what they did and this is how they did it. Okay? What about lying in the body of Christ? Little white lies. I, I saw my just threw that in there so that, you know, to spice up the story a bit. <laughs> Is God into spiced stories? I don't know. <laughs> Is he? He's into truth. We need to be people that speak the truth. You know, the Bible says that Satan is the father of all lies. When he lies, he speaks his native language. What is a native language? Your mother tongue. So Satan's mother tongue is lies. He's always lying. He will never speak the truth to you. There may, may be partial truth, but it always comes with deception. I mean, just think about how he twists the whole scripture in Genesis. When the Lord told Adam and Eve, you can eat of all the trees except... For the two in the middle, the tree of knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life in the middle. And then Satan comes and he says, did God say, you may not eat of any of these trees except, yeah? 
He just came to twist everything around. And if you didn't listen carefully, you'll fall into that trap. So it's his native language to lie. So when we are lying, we are not representing God. We are representing Satan. Yeah? Even if the motive, the motive is to protect somebody. You know, when Jesus didn't want to say stuff, at sometimes, what did he do? He started speaking in parables. <laughs> I think we need to learn to speak in parables. <laughs> He spoke in parables or he asked questions. And if people didn't know the answer, then he would say, then I'm also not going to answer you. Yeah? But he didn't make up some story to lie about anything. And he's living inside of us. The Holy Spirit is here to convict us of our words. So now we need to be careful. If you're faced in a situation where you know that Yo, if I tell this person the truth, it, it might bring things that I'm not prepared to handle. Just say, I'm not ready to talk about this right now. That's it. Don't make up a different story. Just say, you know what? Can we talk about this some other time? I'm really not ready to talk about this. I'm not ready to go there. And it's fine. You're not lying. You're speaking the truth that you don't actually want to speak the truth right now. Because <laughs> you're scared. Okay? Sometimes we omit facts. We're leaving out some true things in the story that we know if we leave out, it's going to let this person receive this thing the way I want them to receive it. Telling half-truths. Is also lying. Yeah. Either we tell the whole truth or we don't say anything at all. But we cannot say, okay, let me just, just leave this fact out. And sometimes we leave huge facts out that will really affect the whole the whole story in a different it will bring it in a different light. So it's very important, especially with, with couples. If the husband is telling the, the wife the story <laughs> of what's going to happen and vice versa, then you, you, maybe let me just leave this one out because oh, if she knows about this one, it's going to be dangerous. No, no, no. <laughs> Tell the whole story or don't say anything at all. And how about exaggerating? You know those people that are gifted in marketing? <laughs> hmm? The story becomes bigger <laughs> than it actually is, isn't it? <laughs> you heard the story from someone else and it sounded like this, and then you hear the story from somebody else and it's like, oh, but I know, were you guys at the same place? Yeah? And the person was like, no, there were about, uh, you know, 10 people came, and, and they were, I mean, there was this commotion in town, and there were like about 10 people that gathered around and they were saying, what, what's happening and stuff? And. Yeah, and that's the story. And then somebody else comes and they're like, Whoa, my friend, you won't believe what happened in town today. There was this huge com commotion, about 500 people. They gathered there in front of the mall. And it, it looked like it was a stadium and there was something happening, but there was this fight. And, you know, let's not exaggerate. <laughs> yeah? Let's try to 
paint the picture as closely to the truth as possible. Amen. Because when we do that, we, we, we do the work of Satan. Yeah. And how do we honor God with our mouths? If we want to honor God with our mouths, it really needs to start in the heart. Remember there's that scripture that says, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. So he's looking at the heart. Because to speak is easy. And for us to be able to really honor God with our mouths, we need to start in our hearts. The Bible says, a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. It says that from the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. So if we work on, on, on just our hearts and making sure that they're right with God, they're in good standing, we're meditating on his word, we're meditating on, 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 on Christ himself and his scriptures, then what comes out of us will be coming from the heart that we've cultivated. So it's very important to be in that place. And then the second way we do this is by learning to tame the tongue. Ugh! If you look in James 3 verse 6 to 12, it's speaking about the tongue. It is, the tongue is such a powerful thing, guys. Really, really powerful. I, I just want to read quickly from, from verse, um, because of time, I'll just read from verse, yeah, I'll read from 6 to 12, actually. The tongue, it says here, the tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole person, sets the whole course of his life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and creatures of the sea are being tamed and have been tamed by men, but no man can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? It's speaking about the power of a tongue. It's, it's so little. If you, if you just stand in front of the mirror and you look at your tongue, it's such a small thing. But it's so powerful. <laughs> no? It has the power to build and it has the power to break. So we need to learn to tame our tongue. And we tame our tongue again by looking at what is in our hearts. Yeah? And learning to speak when necessary and keep quiet when not necessary. So before we speak, we always need to think. Think before I speak. Is it necessary for me to say this now? You know, because even if something is the truth, it doesn't always mean you need to say it the way it is. <laughs> you know? You shouldn't just be frank about the truth either. Does it edify? Does it build up? I mean, if somebody come in here, they had a rough day and the hay is standing and, and you're like, whoa, my friend, you look like the storm just hit you. You know, how does that encourage them if they're already down? <laughs> I mean, you're speaking the truth. <laughs> but it, it should be the truth in love, isn't it? And I know we're all on a journey learning how to speak in such a way that honors God. Yeah? But the important thing is to really have that scripture in our hearts that says, God, set a guard over my mouth. Help me be able to speak well. You know what is the one thing that people fear? One of the things that people fear the most in public when they're out there going, doing their 
everyday life activity, interacting with people. One of the things that people fear the most is bad breath. No? There's nothing that, that, that gets you at the end of the day when you come home and you discover the whole day you had bad breath. Isn't it? Yeah? Some people, it's maybe um, sweaty arms or, you know. But when you know I was speaking to this person and I talked and we were doing up close and I shared the gospel here and I had this meeting. And then you're thinking, and the whole time I had bad breath. My goodness. You, it's like you want to, oh, man. Yeah? So what do we do in the mornings? We brush our teeth. You make some people brush their teeth and they gobble, and then they, it's, it's flossing and all that. And at the end of it, you're like, <sighs> okay, it smells good. If you're married, you even go to your spouse and you're like, how does my, my breath smell? <sighs> no, baby, it smells good. Okay? Yeah? To make sure that throughout the day, you don't have this thing where you are like interacting with people and you have bad breath, isn't it? Yeah? So if we can do that with bad breath, how much more should we do it with the words that come out of our mouth? Since they have power to build, to tear down, and to really, really um, reflect God in us. Yeah? So that is how we should be with the words. Just have that picture of bad breath. Yeah, turn it around to bad, bad words. Yeah. Yeah. So taste your words before you spit them out. Just say, God, I want my mouth to really reflect you. Amen. So I want us to pray now. And um, <laughs> just, just really to, to pray that God will will just come and, and really do a work in the way we reflect him in, in our speech. And even as I was preparing, I really just sense that God wants to take us deeper in this. And especially when it comes to making vows for people and making vows before God. Yeah. The word says that it is not what a man eats. Jesus was saying this to the Pharisees. It's not what you eat that, that, that defiles you. But what comes out of your mouth has the power to defile you. It has the power to make you dirty. Because it's reflecting what's coming out of the heart. And so this morning, Lord, we just want to come before you, Lord. And we want to thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have called us to honor you with our words because you listen to every single word that we're speaking. And therefore, we pray, Lord Jesus, that we will be people whose words can be trusted. That we will not be people that say one thing and do another, Lord Jesus. Our words will line up with our actions, Father God. Our words will reflect your glory. Our words will reflect your kingdom. Our words will edify, they will build up, they will strengthen, Father God. Our words will be true, Lord Jesus. We really pray, Father God, that where we haven't kept our words, where we, we've used our words loosely, Father God, we just want to repent right now. 
And if you're here this morning and you know the way you speak to people is really not pleasing to God. It's just very, it's harsh words, it's strong words. It's, it's words that are, are more degrading than uplifting. Just give that over to the Lord right now. Just ask Him to help you to speak graciously. To really reflect His heart when you speak. Even though it's tough sometimes, but just to reflect God's heart. And if you're here this morning and you've made a promise to the Lord this year, you've made a pledge, you've written your name down for something specific, and you know you haven't honored that promise, just bring that before the Lord. And just repent before Him right now. Ask Him for forgiveness. And if it's something that you can still do, I really want to encourage you to do it as soon as possible. If it's something that has already passed, you can just let it go and ask God for forgiveness. And make a commitment in your heart to not promise things that you're not going to be living up to. And if you've made a promise to your brother or sister, and you know they're here today in this church, and you haven't kept your promise, also just bring that before God. And make it right after the service. Just bring the situation before the Lord. And just so say, God, grace me to be able to go to this person and to be able to make right. Even if they're not in this church, it's someone in your family, someone at home, someone at, at work. Just say, Lord, help me so that this week does not go by. Trust God for divine opportunity, but don't let it linger. Don't let it linger. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we, we thank you, Lord, that you've given us the grace to be able to tame our tongues. The Holy Spirit is living inside of us. And he is here to teach us. Teach us not to be people who want to say so much. But teach us to be people that weigh the quality of our words. That they may reflect you, reflect your glory. There will be words of kindness. There will be words of love. There will be words of encouragement. There will be words of truth. 
words that really reflect your heart, that reflect your glory, that build up and not break down. In Jesus' name, we thank you. And we praise you for that. Amen.